0: Welcome to Pilot Boys episode 107. This week, V and I talked about college football with Zach getting ready for a nice game against Purdue this weekend and some other things going on in in the rankings. We kind of went on a rant about that. And today we had a shoot with the whole Lasso team And we have them all in the building with us today, and that is going to be our deep dive. So stay tuned. The deep dive is going to be a fun one today.
1: Welcome to the Pilot Boys Podcast, where you'll get the reel on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vishwant and Partha.
2: And we're back with another college football sprint. Zach, we had a, a hell of a time beating Nebraska this weekend. We'll get into that, and we'll get into more. It's going to be an exciting stretch run for Ohio State. Now it seems like even the Purdue game is going to be more of a challenge than we initially oh, thought. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my God. You
3: so oh, just, just can't get an easy week, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: after purdue this weekend i was shocked man
2: purdue has it in them they are always a spoiler
3: giant killers man they are the giant killers it's it's i mean like forever it's like even if they're awful you're like "Mm, i don't know number two versus uh the one in seven purdue team i don't (laughs) know yet i don't know who's gonna win that game
0: They got a great fan base, man. And I still remember that kicker who kicked that like 60 yard field goal that broke my heart many years ago. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Well, let, let's talk about this Nebraska game. Of course, the Ohio State Twitterverse was up in arms about uh, us playing a team like Nebraska so closely. But if you do actually follow college football and you look beyond Nebraska's record, they have not had a game really that they've been blown out yet this year no um and it's hard to see progress that's outside of wins and losses but i see a much better nebraska team this year than in years past it's looking more and more like a nebraska football team now with that said (laughs) it seems like every quarterback that we play and every team with a decent receiver has career days against us, and that seems to be a little bit of a problem,
3: though. Oh, well, it's it's a really big problem when you see who's coming into town next weekend, um, yeah. because it's it's the best receiver that Ohio State's gonna face, uh, certainly in the regular season. But uh, uh, David Bell is—I mean, he's he's absolutely cleaned house against the number two team and the number three team uh, at that time in the country, and so yeah, it's it's definitely problematic. But um, as far as the Nebraska game, I mean, honestly, the, the what really happened was I mean, CJ Stroud missed a couple throws, which everyone freaks out about. Ryan Day abandoned the run, and he here's why he abandoned the run, and this is going to be the first time I think in the history of our our uh, relationship v even pre Partha. You know, you have you have BC and AD. This is pre Partha. This is the first time that that. Your show is going to come out before my show uh, because I was uh, I took a mental health day on Tuesday, so I will get I'll tell you exactly what happened. Right, Ohio State's offensive line could not adjust their ID system in the run game. Right, which when you run a run play, yep. you have to ID someone. Right, that's the, the the There's a number of ways to do it. Ohio State does it two different ways, but either way, you have to ID someone, and that tells everyone else who to block, right? It's basically like you say, all right, this is the guy that I'm working to that tells everyone else who they should work to. Well, the problem is those people move, right? And for some reason, since Greg Sturrawa came to Ohio State, they've had the biggest problem in the world with changing IDs on the fly with movement, right? Like Ohio State ran a number of plays where they motioned guys and ran the ball. Well, when you motion, that picture for the offensive line, you got to think about it. They have like a minimal picture of the defense. They don't see sideline to sideline like we do as fans. Yeah. They see that little box picture. Well, that picture changes because of motion, right? Mm-hmm. And they they screwed it up entirely. We used to have a term for it. It was called ad where it told the offensive line there's going to be motion. So you think that's the ID, but it's not going to be. Moral of the story was they couldn't ID anybody, right? They were, they were IDing backwards when they should have been forwards. It was a nightmare. And so that's, they rushed for three yards of carry, couldn't run the ball. And then Ryan, instead of fixing the problem, just was like, eh, fuck it. Let's just throw it 54 times. And it's like, eh, it's not exactly the formula. You don't have, uh Even Justin Fields. I mean, CJ is a good player, but he is not a polished vet that is a dominant quarterback. So it was unfortunate offensively. Uh, It didn't work out and they couldn't get it fixed, but they found a way to win a game. And like you said, Nebraska is their average loss right now is five and a half points. Like this is not a team that is a bad three and six or three and seven team. It is a team that just has not found a way to win those games you know down the home stretch that's that's what it is and that's why Scott Frost just got it I mean he, he's got retained he's not going to get fired at three and seven because everyone knows they're on the brink like that is a team that's dangerous in a one game scenario
0: absolutely and if you look at Nebraska's losses I mean they played tough teams all season you know they lost to Oklahoma they lost to Michigan State they lost to Michigan they lost to Ohio State right like these are quality losses they don't really indicate that this is a true three and seven program this is oh. a, a a much better team than the record would show and I think that's the thing with you know Ohio State
3: Twitterverse V the- well and and you know the other thing is college football is a narrative-based world yeah. and and it, it all starts with one glimpse right like CJ Stroud struggled early so everyone was like oh Ohio State stinks like, they're not going to repeat, right? They, they're, they're not going to be back in the playoffs. It's like, no, he got better. So now here we are. No different than Nebraska. They lost an awful game to Illinois week one. And after that, it didn't matter what they did. Everyone's like, yeah, but they lost to Illinois. Like, they don't count.
2: Yep. And, and, and the thing about college football that's unique is, the, is, is because one loss is such a big deal if you're trying to get into the into the playoff there's like this this jaded reality that people come to, and they don't understand that once you get into November, you get into the heart of any conference schedule, anything can happen. And the importance of just getting a win, and I thought it was ironic um, that we saw as Ohio State fans what happened to Michigan State and what could happen if in any game you you, you take your eye off the ball or a team shows up and plays, you can lose in any given week. So I think fans need to stop sometimes thinking only about margin of victory and appreciate the fact that in a rough game that everything didn't work, we got out of there with a win. Um, and, and, And that's something I think that's lost on a lot of Ohio State fans. And generally, a lot of the top program fans is appreciating every win, regardless of the margin of victory
3: you know everybody wants style points right i mean they ohio state beat a what who was a three and six team at the time by nine points let's not forget alabama beat a, a four and five team by six points so uh you you gotta appreciate the wins you you gotta stay i guess stay level headed about it but ultimately ohio state fans are a little scorned. we don't have the sec bias like we need style points to an extent right like we don't want to get left out of the party, right? <laughs> whether, no matter what, like whether a win's a win, it's, it, you know, you got to take it, at, at, you know, at, at face value. Like the reality is, Ohio State does not have the luxury that an SEC team has. They need a little bit of style points to make sure that they make it to the dance.
0: I also can't believe that Oregon can struggle against, you know, a very similar team in Washington and, and stay, you know, stay jumping us in the rankings.
3: Well, it, 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 oh my gosh. He's you be part of part of the year we're going to need to extend the show if you want to go down this path because the fact that the fact that Michigan Michigan State are ranked the way they are after the rankings came out Michigan is ahead of Michigan State and literally 2 weeks ago Michigan State beat Michigan it's 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 atrocious that that happened and if you want to say that that Michigan looks better today I guess or or the losses someone has a better loss than Ohio State has a much better loss than than Oregon. There's no re. Those two just show the bias of the committee. There's no way you can tell me they're not biased against Ohio State because if they held the same evaluation card, right? Like you get report cards in school. Like if they had the same uh, syllabus and same criteria for all teams, there's no either either Michigan State would be ahead of Michigan or Ohio State would be ahead of Oregon. One of the two would have to be true if it was consistently fair. Yes.
4: Yes.
2: And and you know what's interesting, Zach, is when they came out with the initial rankings, um, although I didn't understand Alabama at number two, I looked at it and said, look, they they'd got more right than wrong. They put Oklahoma, which we've talked about all year, their record is is elevating what how good they actually are they ranked them at number eight i didn't mind them putting oregon at four because they did beat us at right the, and they, right you know and and they did lose to stanford which isn't a, isn't the worst loss david shaw is good for an upset victory every year no matter how good stanford is or isn't um yeah. but then they turn around and, and and you're sitting here defending the committee and saying wow they, they really were paying attention. They come out this week, and you see the bullshit that's going on, and you're just like, okay, what 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 did you guys lose track of in the last week?
3: Well, and, and I, I think the biggest, and here's what people won't talk about enough, and I don't know if anyone's going to talk about it, but it's what pisses me off more than anything, right? The six and three teams, that's what bothers me, right? Purdue yep. is ranked behind Wisconsin and Auburn, which is a, tr- I mean, that's an abomination, uh, but it's, people will talk about that because Purdue had two huge wins against at the time, the number two and number three team in the country. The one that just chaps my ass and throws me off the deep end is Penn state is six and three and unranked.
2: Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah.
3: Wisconsin and Auburn are six and three and ranked in the top 15 and Penn state beat both of them. Yeah. They yeah. beat both of them.
0: Yeah. Well, Except- and Penn state just, you know, you get you got to feel for them. Sometimes they they do get the short end of the state. Well, it's
3: on.
2: it comes down to this 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 Big Ten uh, situation, and and it leads into we're ranked number four now. But imagine if this situation, we're going to have to beat Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan, and probably a ranked opponent in the Big Ten championship, yes. but yet they're not giving the big 10 the respect that they rightfully deserve this year of being the most competitive conference in college football
3: no they never will they never will it's it's like and, and you know what we talked about it i talked about it on my show um the big 10 east is the best conference or the best division in college football um, and it's—I don't know—that it's close this year. Usually, there's a real conversation, and usually, the Big Ten is second fiddle to the SEC, one of the divisions. But this year, it's not even close. I mean, the Big Ten is the best conference in college football. It just is. I mean, there's no other rhyme or reason or or way about it. But the the bias is what kills you, right? Is is because ESPN has direct money ties to <clears throat> to the SEC, and so you're going to see that, right? Auburn is going to be ranked ahead of wisconsin purdue and penn state and penn state beat them like purdue has beaten far better teams than auburn like there's just no there's no logical person that could say that purdue shouldn't be ahead of auburn or that penn state shouldn't be ahead of auburn other than the fact that fox gets big 10 money espn doesn't and here we are and and i did it i don't know if you guys listened to it but if you didn't you should um i did a whole I mean, probably a 30 minute breakdown of the college football playoff committee. And yeah. it, ro- it reminds me of the, f- of the White House or, 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 or any, any governmental body. It's like 13 members. And literally, I could tell you right now that I think four of them have a chance. They're not, I, I don't know that they are, but they have a chance to be competent enough to be on that committee. Yeah. Four yeah. of 13, V. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. I, I all, mean,
0: all of these Big Ten teams should be ranked above teams like NC State, Ole Miss, BYU. Are you kidding me? Two loss BYU is 14 above Wisconsin, Purdue, and Iowa. The,
2: the only thing that they're Penn doing, State. the only reason, and this is what they'll counter with is well, Michigan and Michigan State are ranked six and seven. And it's like, yes, but they've earned those rankings with how they've played, right? Right. Like they haven't had bad losses. They've been competitive in every game. And the only thing the committee seems to be getting right is telling Oklahoma to fuck off. You guys aren't good. <laughs>
3: right. But I i mean, I could go on and on. I, I literally, you guys struck a nerve. It would be like, it would be like Partha has his, his, his board of directors for lasso. And he puts a stripper on the, the board and that stripper is going to make decisions for his company, like literally impact his company. Yeah. But you know what? She looks nice at the, at the press conference. So she's going to be on the board. It's like, what? No, no one would ever do that. Oh, they're doing it in college football.
0: Idea, Zach. Like, not even joking. <laughs> an eerily
3: similar. idea. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I should have researched the the board of, of lasso before I said that. Wait, <laughs> like, you don't you don't have pole assassin on on, on the board, do you? The, the the stripper with the monkey.
0: Like, I mean, that's that's exactly what it is, and it's crazy how that can determine the outcome of. Of the entire season for these programs,
3: there's so billions big. of dollars, like kids' careers. You think of uh, I, I, I told you, don't 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 send me down this black I, hole. Like I, Ezekiel I, Elliott, right now is who he is because we made the playoffs and the committee decided to put us in. Right, yeah. like if we didn't make that playoff, Cardale Jones is not Cardale Jones. Ezekiel Elliott is not Ezekiel Elliott. Like none of that happens for those kids, and that's what matters, right? That doesn't
2: get grafted as highly as he did.
3: No, I mean, and the kid's life, I'm not saying, I mean, he's obviously going to be still be a good player, but he, he probably's not a top five pick. He's probably not, you know, an instant millionaire. Like, it's just, it's crazy that, that a CEO of an energy company is on this board that has no football background and he has a vote on a, where the team, where, where a team is ranked. Like, who, why? Yeah.
0: Money talks, man. Yeah. Money talks.
3: And, and yeah. it's not just, the,
2: it's not just the money. It's just a matter of, of like you said, um, Zach is that they're not even, it's very clear that they're not even trying to make it look like we're hiring qualified people. So So you don't have qualified people. You say, okay, this is clearly a racket.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I I have, I have a conspiracy and, and, and I've been known to to have conspiracies, but, but most of the time my conspiracies, proved to be not that crazy um here's my conspiracy because it all comes down to money right money is the root of all of this yeah i believe that they put together this committee of degenerates for (laughs) one for one reason right because they want the playoff expanded they want this year to be a shit show they want they want people to be complaining and like livid so that after this year everyone is like ludicrous we have to expand i don't care uh, we need to have more games and the, the the NCAA and the college football playoff committee are going to be sitting there. The actual smart people behind the scenes that are not, no one knows about are going to be sitting there like, yes, you bought into our, our whole facade. Yeah. We put all these people on a committee to make this pure chaos so that next year or two years from now, we can have, instead of four games, we'll have eight or 12 games and we'll make millions more.
0: Yeah, that's a good theory. And if you look at the top eight, I mean, to your point, Zach, you've got, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State in the top four right now. Oregon does not deserve to be there. Let's just, I'm just going to say it. Then you have Cincinnati. You have Michigan, Michigan State, and Oklahoma in your five through eight. All eight of those teams would be equally viable for these spots, given how they played. Right.
3: And all they want is they want Oklahoma fans and Cincinnati and, and, and basically all of group of five to be throwing a fit. Because then, if Oklahoma doesn't make it and Cincinnati doesn't make it, they will have so much momentum to expand the playoffs. They'll make millions.
2: And part of the part of the motivation for Oklahoma too, and this is lurking in the background, is that they're in the Big Twelve currently.
3: And oh yeah! Oh yeah! CC. Oh be, my okay. bro! If, if, if this was three years from now, Oklahoma would be number one.
2: Yeah, they're they're, they're shitting on the Big Twelve right now. Oh, on, for sure, int- intentionally um, shitting on them, right? So. Yeah. I understand that Oklahoma is not very good, and I would put them in that same position, but you cannot say that in any other season that they wouldn't be ranked above Michigan, Michigan State, and Cincinnati
0: No, just defeating Oklahoma. I mean, this is absolutely true.
2: So I miss the days, and, and people hated this and complained about the BCS computer system, but that's way better than the system we have in place now.
3: I I trust and I mean we're we're talking about some what's that Will Smith movie uh the the artificial intelligence movie uh, I trust computers so much more than people right now I really do like just put a formula in punch in punch in the data and tell me what the computers tell me cuz I don't trust a soul to tell me what they think Yeah
0: You know what I mean that's a that's an interesting thought experiment I wonder what an AI would do if you gave it all of these records and asked it to rank the teams Maybe so
3: I, I'm not an expert on it but the, but they people people still have I guess the formula and the, and they'll do it they'll compare like the the CFP to the what the BCS would have said this year and I don't know what it is but but I do know that when the first rankings came out uh I, I read somewhere which this you know who who believes what you read but it's it, it said that the BCS would it was like eerily similar to what the people said or what the the committee voted um i i don't believe that'll be true at the end because they're at the end they always pull a switcheroo dunkaroo and and change it up but but it uh i would love computer i would love there to be just an analytic formula right just you know you know who needs to decide if let's just be honest you know who needs to decide vegas yeah vegas knows more than coaches players media they know more than everyone they should take they should take the top top handicappers
2: that, that 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 work the books for these casinos and and have them be the committee
3: well here's the problem probably they,
2: less, it, they're probably less crooked than than the NCA people they have on staff. Well,
3: right But or, or honestly what they need to do is tell no one i mean this needs to be like like the closest secret kept like this needs to be like like i mean you're talking about like presidential security like no one can know about it just have the committee go in a room for eight hours eat ridiculous food drink have fun no conversation just enjoy yourself for eight hours so everyone thinks you're working and literally just take the odds from vegas and release it release it as the rankings no
0: zach by the way i've got the uh, simulated bcs calculation you want to hear it yeah so number one georgia alabama so no change number three cincinnati you know i think what we what we would have ranked Number four, Oklahoma. Number five, Ohio State. Number six, Notre Dame. Number seven, Michigan. Number eight, Michigan State. Number nine, Oregon. Thank you. Number ten, Oklahoma State. And then I won't go. go for the Penn State's Man, one I'm- on that. Just, just for your Penn
3: American. State's what?
2: Twenty-one. Yeah. Purdue's twenty-four. Wisconsin is seventeen. Yeah. Iowa is
3: fourteen. I'm Dude. done. I'm, I'm, you already sold me. I'm in. Where, where do I donate to the to 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 the fund where we make it the computers that pick?
0: We got to get. We got to get to a strip club. I think.
3: Yeah, get, we gotta we gotta get pole assassin with her monkey. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah and, and you know what the unfortunate reality in this of this situation is is that Michigan State, Michigan, if all goes well, are probably gonna have two losses. A two loss Michigan and a two loss Michigan state from the Big Ten versus a two loss Alabama. <laughs> any two losses we will see the differential in the type of bowl games that these programs get and the type of rankings that we'll see uh change if when these teams have two losses
3: so i'm, I'm going to do a whole show on it after the the conference championships and everything and i'm going to deep dive into analytics a lot like a lot like partha just did with the, B, the I want computer rankings i want real analytics like i want something that, you know, fucking Apple does, right? Apple goes and gets real analytics to make decisions. That's I'm going to go get all of that. And then I'm going to look at where people decided these teams should go because this, the bowl games are supposed to be the equalizer, right? Where you really find out, cause you will never find out like Penn state plays Ohio state, Michigan plays Michigan state. Like who, what conference is better? It's like, I don't know. They, they all, every conference cannibalizes themselves. Yeah. The only way to evaluate it because obviously football is a, is a season long sport and there's development that goes on in the season. The only way to evaluate it is bowl games. And if, and what ESPN and these, these money people do is they create advantageous bowl games for their, the teams they let for sec teams, honestly, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Georgia plays Cincinnati and it's like their opportunity for Georgia to beat down Cincinnati even though they know Cincinnati's not quite ready for that test a year ago but they set it up so it's like so they can shut up Cincinnati and make Georgia look great right they they do it every year and you're like wait a minute now that's the fifth best team in the Big 10 playing the third best team in the SEC that's not exactly apples to apples no, but, but it, you know the bowl games tell all and and so i want to i want to i'm going to break down the matchups and are they fair and then if they are after those matchups then we can have the argument what's better Big Ten, SEC. I mean, certainly the, those are the only two in contention, but um, that's when you decide it, right? At the end of the year. You Right now, it's stupid to talk about it. It's like, I don't know. They're all playing each other. Who knows? Yeah.
0: So let's uh, let's move it forward into what we're looking at with Purdue just to get a little bit of a deeper dive. Um, Zach, I have some of the odds up as per FanDuel. i I'm going to need you to read that. I'm not the betting type. I don't know how to read that out loud.
2: Um. The spread is is nineteen and a half. Yep. Um And the total points is sixty one point five. Hmm. Um. And money line OSU is minus twelve hundred.
3: Right. So, so they're basically saying that that Ohio State's going to win forty to twenty, right? Or yep. right or right around there. Yeah. Um. Ooh. I will tell you this: Ohio State uh, of recent has not covered the spread, and uh, I, I have no indication why they would. But, but here's so we can go down this rabbit hole if you want to. Vegas always knows, right? Yeah. There's the reason why the Browns play the Bengals, right? The Browns have looked awful, and the Bengals have looked great. But the spread was one and a half, right? Why were why would the Bengals only be favored by one and a half in that game? The reason why is Vegas knew whether it be Odell leaving and the chemistry better, whatever, it doesn't matter how they know when they sp- set a spread way different than you think it should be. It's because they're trying to bait you to bet it that way. Right? Like pe- they wanted people to bet the Bengals because they're like one and a half. The Browns look like shit. The Bengals look great. I'm betting Bengals minus one and a half. And what happens? The Browns win. So th- this is scary to me because 19 and a half points against a team that has beat the number two and number three team in the country like Why? Why is Ohio State minus 19.5? Everyone in the world is going to bet Purdue plus 19.5, right?
2: Anybody who knows, right? And That's the point that I was going to make to you, Zach. A lot of casual bettors who don't really know the sport are going to look and say, number number three, Ohio State versus Purdue, 19.5 points. Okay, I'm going to bet it. That's the way a lot of casual bettors... When
0: you say bet it, what does that mean? They would bet that Ohio State will win by more than 19 Yeah, they'll
2: bet yeah. It because it's Ohio State.
3: But- but I'm going to tell you, V, and don't get me wrong, I'm no gambling expert, but I've, obviously, we have a, I have a whole gambling platform. So I've learned so much. Okay. Ohio State being minus 19 and a half, that's, that's, yeah. telling me, that's telling me that Vegas thinks they're going to win by 21 or more. Yeah. Be- because there's no reason. Purdue, with the momentum they have, now they're ranked. They just beat the Michigan State, who is, who is undefeated. Everything about Purdue tells you that this is, it might not be a close game, but it's going to be like a 10 point game. But, and even, right.
2: yep yep exactly
3: so i i'm not gonna bet it because Vegas. when vegas does this stuff i'm like oh you guys win i'm not i'm not gonna lose money on this but i'm telling you i would not be shocked i actually if i was gonna bet i would bet ohio state to win by more than 19 and a half only because i feel like vegas is betting you to bet purdue plus 19 and a half
2: yeah that's probably what they're what they're looking for
3: like they want people to think it'll be a close game yeah yeah and you look at it. Is so here's what i've learned from handicappers like you look at over unders like when the over under is 80 in a football game college football game you're like oh my god 80 points there's no way that game usually has like 110 points scored but they set it so high because they want to bait you to bet the under because they know it's going over you know what i mean
2: mm. it's interesting to look at it you know and and getting beyond this too like when you dig deep and you look at what handicappers look at
3: oh. if you look
2: at this matchup and you look at where we are as a football team our secondary is not played well purdue has a fantastic receiver and a solid passing game uh that that just carved up michigan state uh it, it's, it would seem to make sense that this spread would be uh, Purdue covering right like if you just look at the breakdown of the right and where their strengths and weaknesses are Ohio State's had a struggling secondary Purdue's strength on offense is the passing game right yeah it's and and then the the total is 61 and a half I wouldn't be surprised if this game is a shootout you know
0: yeah, it very well could be. And I, I got to say, our secondary looks a lot like my secondary looked when I played V and Madden last night. <laughs> it, was, it was not pretty. It kept picking me apart on my zone defense right in the gaps. And that's all I see when I watch Zach, I've, I've
2: learned a lot about football over the last few years, bro. <laughs> I, so love
0: I love it. I love it. not fair, V. You've been coached up by Zach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I would see his defense and adjust my plays accordingly.
3: You know what's crazy? i not to go on a tangent about Madden, but I play my son Madden, and I know I know football as well as anybody. I think. I mean, you know, there's certainly people that know it better than me, but I certainly know it better than my 11 year old son. I get livid, livid. When I run a play against and I see his defense, I know what it is, and I make the right read, I make the right throw, and and some nonsense happens. Like I I quit every time. I'm like, no, bro, that's ridiculous. Like I just ran smash against cover two, your corner bit, I threw it, and your outside linebacker made the play on the corner route. Like, are you are you that's never happened in football. And that's the first
2: story we've ever heard. We need to get this on TikTok, Zach.
3: I'm just saying, like, he, and he'll tell you, he's like, I don't, I don't like playing Madden with my dad because he gets so mad at the, at the, how the, how the algorithms of the game work. I'm like, no outs. What outside linebacker has broken up a corner route and cover two ever? Never. It's never happened. This is TikTok viral waiting. (laughs) (laughs) The dad quitting on the sun. Like, I do every time. Now, if we want to play FIFA or NHL or something, I'll play all day because I don't know anything about those sports, but football, I can't play Madden. I can't do it.
2: It's Man. frustrating. Certain things in Madden. I had a couple frustrating moments yesterday against. You, you want to
3: talk about some highlights I had?
2: He I had a
0: pick six on him.
2: He had a pick six on me, and I freaking got a free blitzer on Baker Mayfield. Hit him as about as hard as you can hit. It was like right up the with snap. the hit stick,
3: <laughs> and, right and the guy and the just sack.
2: bounced off the tackle. And threw
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you know, my biggest problem with 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 Madden is. And, and this is what this is what makes me lose it, is what my son does, and this is what everyone probably does. You both probably do it. And I I don't do it because I don't I don't play the game much, but the quarterback takes the snap and just backs up forever. Yeah. Yes. And it's like
2: that
3: is that is a sack every time in real football. Yeah, it is. Like your tackle is screwed. The defensive end is gonna sack you every time. Like you can't do that.
2: Certain
0: players at quarterback, or for me, I was the Browns, so I had Nick Chubb certain plays are unbeatable in yeah. Madden. there's just angles that you can run at that nobody else can keep up with your speed
3: yeah well I, I mean i mean i don't want to complain too much because i'm you as we we all are we're of the era where the f- the football video games were not like they are yeah. now so i'm not complaining they're insanely realistic but i i get so pissed when my son drops back 17 yards and throws a touchdown and the dn gets blocked by the tackle it's like that would never happen like yeah. He didn't set the depth like the like Von Miller is going to sack that guy one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> it's so it makes me furious.
2: It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um,
3: any other games
0: we want to point out for this weekend, Zach? That you have your eye on? I know Michigan and Penn State are playing.
3: Oh man, I you know what? I like I said, I'm 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 a, a day behind on all my stuff, so I don't I don't have the entire schedule. But I know, um, everything is right now. Everything is leading towards that that. November 20th, November 27th weekend. Um, and, and it really, that's when, when you're going to find out everything. I mean, from not only from the fact that like things will be clearer then, but, but there's a lot of huge games that weekend. And, and then I think at this point, I mean, most teams, I mean, outside Ohio state has a, has a ridiculous stretch, but outside of, you know, Ohio state, I mean, most of these teams like Alabama and teams like that, like they're going to kind of coast through this, this period, and, uh, and and it's all going to come down to those conference championship matchups. And that's when you're really going to find out. I mean, you look at some of these ranked teams, Michigan, Penn State, I actually think Michigan will lose to Penn State, which will kind of clear that picture up. Um, Oklahoma at Baylor, that's that's a legit game. I mean, Baylor's 13 in the country, um, and, and Oklahoma has to, go, has to go on the road. Here, here's the reality. You want to talk about the landscape of college football? I think Oregon Oregon's going to have to play Utah twice. I think they lose at least one of those two games, right? Oklahoma has to play Oklahoma state twice. I think they're going to lose at least one of those two games. Yeah. So this picture is going to be so much clearer and so much easier. And right now, all this conversation is just for entertainment because it's going to play out on the field and we all know it could go sideways. Like Alabama could beat Georgia. Uh, Those two teams that I talked about, I guess they could win both games, but It's probably going to be pretty crystal clear and it'll really be, we'll be sitting here like, these are the four teams. Like, let's move on.
2: Well, we, what we do know is that if Alabama beats Georgia, they're both going to get in. Oh, that's
3: done. That's done. If
2: if Alabama loses to Georgia in the championship, they might still put Alabama in. We know that.
3: (laughs) Well, that's definitely possible. I will, I will give you one other hot take and, and I'm not calling a win in this game, but I think that. Georgia's biggest test to date is this weekend at Tennessee. Tennessee is playing good football. The, the quarterback they have there and they, they, they obviously they had Joe Milton, the, the Michigan transfer. He was awful as as he was at Michigan. And then they made the switch and the football they're playing right now. The Alabama game was so much closer than the score indicates. And I'm not saying Tennessee is going to win the game but I think that you're going to learn a lot about Georgia one way or the other, right? They're either going to shut Tennessee down and absolutely dominate, or they're not, and you're going to be like, whoa, wait a minute. Georgia's human. They are not like the Avengers. They're human.
0: It's going to go one of those two ways. They're either the Avengers, or they could very easily get toppled, but knowing, I think knowing Georgia, they're in for at least one choke game this season. <laughs> they're always in for a choke game. Maybe, it's this, maybe it's this weekend. But they I, are,
3: and, and the the other game that is going to be funny to watch the narrative is is Texas A and M goes to Old Miss, uh, <laughs> and
2: two teams and, ranked where they're at. I,
3: don't I mean, and like no matter what happens, they're going to champion it as like because I think Ole Miss is. I, I mean, if I was going to pick a pick it, I would pick Ole Miss to win the game at home. Um, I really like Lane Kiffin, I like Matt Corral, and uh, so if Ole Miss wins that game, instead of Texas A&M being legit after beating Auburn, being Alabama, Texas A&M is better than we thought. It's going to be like, oh my God, Ole Miss is great. Like, it's never like, oh, Texas A&M actually sucks. It's always, oh no, Ole Miss is great. We were wrong. It wasn't A&M. It's actually Ole Miss who's great.
0: Yeah, and in reality, it's just like, all of these teams are just okay. Well,
3: what the SEC has is
2: two to three dominant teams. And then everybody else just gets elevated two. because they're in the SEC.
3: Yeah, you can't say three. They got two. I, I don't even know if two. They have one dominant team and one other team that is relevant in the conversation. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, every every few years, Auburn will show up. Every few years, LSU will show up. And that's yeah. what they have. Right yep. Now.
0: Well, on that note, I think, uh, I think I'm think i excited to watch some last Day football this weekend. Go Bucs. Uh, and... Uh, Really interested to see what happens with the Oklahoma game as well as that Michigan Penn State game.
3: Absolutely, it's it's, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a good weekend of college football, which is what you should have in November, right?
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
2: As as always, Zach, thanks for checking in despite the tec- technical difficulties.
3: Yeah, I'm working on it, man. You know, football coach trying to trying to work with computers. It's never a good, good never a good deal.
2: you will figure it out like you figure everything else out brother so
3: for sure Uh,
2: take care man i'm looking forward to the 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 live stream and we'll talk again next week
1: show the pilot boys some love by getting some of our exclusive merch at shop.pilotboys.com you're listening to the pilot boys podcast
0: hey this is partha not only am i a pilot boy but i'm also the ceo of lasso I started Lasso to help people improve their movement on a daily basis. We design and create compression apparel that enables you to move confidently, recover safely, and ultimately be the best version of yourself. We use a patented compression technology that activates key ligaments and tendons to help you improve your proprioception, coordination, and balance on a daily basis. Lasso socks were recently ranked number one by Men's Health because of how much they improve how your body works and the overall comfort, softness, and feel of the product. We're very proud of the Lasso Socks, so check them out on our website at lassogear.com or at Lasso Gear.
1: Undo Media is proud to be the production partner for the Pilot Boys. Storytelling is what they do. From video production, podcasting, and consulting, Undo Media's focus is on telling your story. Find out why four Emmys and hundreds of clients will back up why you should contact Undo Media for your next project. Look them up at undomedia.com.
2: Let, let's, let's, let's talk about what um, brought us all together to, today because it's, it's interesting seeing this dynamic of people that just came together around a, a brand, some people at different times, different spaces, um, and kind of building, actually building a company, a sock, a sock company at that. Um, it's the socks <laughs> from the feet up. Um talking about what it actually takes to build a brand. So many people start brands. Yes, I will. Um we have a wide range of experiences, talents that are involved. Um, Scott, it, you have a history of building um and working with big brands. Um and and new brands that are are creating a culture into into a marketplace. Um and I think You came on, uh, when did you come on?
5: Like February of 2020 is when we met. Yeah, we met, Parth and I met uh, for lunch. He was in San Diego for an investor meeting.
0: Dude, we were both so dressed up too. We were. We We, we wanted to impress each other.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we we met uh, for lunch in La Jolla. And uh, I had no idea what to expect. We had a friend in common who introduced us, and we met uh, and had lunch. And it's funny, because I look back now, and the the funny thing is when you're first having that conversation, you're sort of feeling each other out, sizing each other up. What should I say, what should I not say? And uh, it was fun, and within minutes, we were laughing and joking and talking about the business and what we want to do. And and just kind of going through the whole process was a lot of fun for me. You know, uh, thanks for the introduction, Vic. Uh, appreciate uh, the nice words and so stoked to be here today with the whole crew, um, especially the guys behind me eating uh, Sour Patch Kids and drinking <laughs> Modelo beer. It's fantastic. What a vibe.
0: You know what this feels like, Scott? It feels like after a sports game, like an interview with the oh, team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. After yeah, a win. After yeah. A, after a win. A big win. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, a, yeah.
5: We had a big win today. We had a great shoot with uh, Bone Collector. Fantastic. Hope we can say that already. I'm going to be bleeped out tonight. <laughs> uh, but it's uh it was a great a great shoot today. Everyone's stoked. We're all on a little bit of a high of just running some, through this whole process super cool. And I think it doesn't get better than this. Um as V said, I've worked with a bunch of brands and my passion is to really come back to this size. I like starting from scratch, building kind of fun things from the ground up because these are the moments when there's, you know, eight people in a room that we'll remember forever. That's these are the fun times. These are the things that actually you look and you go, that was so awesome. Remember the time after we shot Bone, we all went back to your house, we just chilled for the night, had Jimmy John's, ate Sour Patch Kids, <laughs> drank Modellos, <laughs> yeah. and just had a great time. And we go, fuck, that was the best time ever. And those are the times. I've had those times. I miss those times. So for me, selfishly, I like to do this because I like recreating those times together. Yeah, so.
2: yeah and, and, and a shoot everything that it, it takes to put together a shoot, it's, it's a lot, you know, um, from, from even getting the product, uh, to organizing oh, wow. the shoot, this. uh, site, lo- doing site locations, planning, organizing, um, a lot, there's a lot of people who carry the title creative director, um, and want to say I'm a creative director of something, but if they actually in- knew the work it actually involved to be a, a a creative director. I don't know how many uh, would want to do that, <laughs> right? Uh, Manev, uh, you you ran today's shoot. You uh, uh, and Alex back here, photography, video.
6: Shout out to Alex. <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> whoop, whoop. Creative direction. You know, um, what kind of? How how you come to this brand? And, you know, what I, what I want to understand is why you chose this brand, why you chose to invest uh, and focus your time and energy on a project like
7: this. That's a two-part answer. One of them is altruistic and one of them is narcissistic. Yeah. The altruistic one is that I met Partha and I really fuck with Partha as a person. And Thank you. Gives off and I was assuming that that would be involved in his brand. The narcissistic aspect is I knew after meeting Partha that Partha would let me take the reins and do what I needed to do, which is rare for a creative director to be given the freedom to do what they need to do. So with the freedom I got, I can do the things that I know that need to be done to be successful here. Yeah. So it's
0: a two-part answer. Yeah. Freedom only exists when you're able to find talent, though. That, like, doesn't... It doesn't happen a lot. Our whole team's like that. We have a lot of autonomy, but it's it's rare to have that many talented people, you know, working for way less than they're worth all the time. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) That's what it is. Like, I'll say it. Good talk, good talk. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. I mean, I just, you just don't usually find people who care about actually what they do. Yeah. You know?
2: multiple pieces to play a part right because Scott you and um, you guys had to work together and imagine how much harder it would be if you had to do organize a shoot worry about getting the product all having partners and team and teammates yeah. that are helping you be allowing yourself to be you yeah. right yeah um, but what does it take to put together a shoot like today where you're getting video you're getting Photo, um, moving um, parts, you know, guerrilla gorilla style. <laughs>
7: yeah. it's um, Some of it is systematic, meaning that I know that I need to have a photographer, a videographer, and a series of elements that I need to put into it. But the majority of it and the more important part of it is just creating a moment. So, for instance, pulling up a white Mercedes onto a basketball court the number of times you're likely to see a situation like that in your lifetime is very minimal. So if I can make it and I can take a photograph of it, that photograph is going to be impactful because it's not something you see just based on statistics. So just getting that moment and then having someone like Alex who I can just create the moment and just give him time. And I know that it's going to be taken care of, right? Like I don't have to sit there and tell him exactly what to do. I can make the moment and focus on making the moment and then let the other pieces of the program to their piece. Autonomy. autonomy, Just like you were saying.
5: I think that's that nice. the, uh, th- that's so right. and It's creating a sort of like a mini visual play at the, on location that makes it photographable and videoable to create that, the look and vibe and feel. But if you create the energy and underst- everybody understands what's happening, you get, Everything happening.
0: Doug just unplugged the (laughs) AC. (laughs)
5: Doug, you just killed the AC. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. We're 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 eight guys in a room. Doug, you You just killed the AC. (laughs) No,
0: that's (laughs) the the laptop's not as important. (laughs) (laughs) Oh damn, Doug. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's it's back.
2: back. Yep.
7: I need to pass that to me.
5: <laughs>
2: oh man!
5: So it was a great day. We did a lot, and uh, it's it's, you know, as a creative person, I like seeing other creatives just sort of help realize the moment and interpret it and and create cool and fun and amazing stuff. So that's a really good one. I'm gonna pass this back to Alex to get his perspective
0: before yeah. long okay. you have the long take one. one take this two oh, two. Two. Oh, shit there's no other outlets it's the old house Nev Nev's trying to get his his charger plugged in it's just yeah. the old house yeah there's there's no other outlet legitimately that one's not working Mike. no Alex <laughs> how was your flight from Denver?
8: I came from Illinois
0: oh yeah how was that?
8: It was late.
0: Cold to hot.
8: It was cold to hot. It felt nice. Is it
0: cold at night in LA too? Oh,
8: it's not even close. Wow.
0: Was I was like in I've cold. been in a beanie and like multiple jackets every day this week. Yeah.
2: Chill. Yeah. <laughs> Part, par, Partha says he grew up in Columbus, but I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh
5: uh-uh. <laughs> It's all
9: right.
2: Yeah. But it does get chilly at uh at night in LA, but Chicago, the wind. Oh yeah! Is, is, it's brutal. Oh, it
8: sucks. It's bone chilling. Yeah,
2: and it's November. Bone, bone collector. Bone collector. <laughs> bone collector. So how did how did this shoot or this connection um, happen between you and and Nev? How did it happen? And when did you know? Did you have a moment that said, "I finally found"? Someone I can can work with and and, and be great with.
8: Yeah, I think it was after I came out here. Because I never know, you know, in Denver, someone's like, "I'm a creative director," and then you go to them and you're like, "Yeah, that's that's something. You're making something, all right." (laughs) So I was like, I had I came in with like no expectations. Uh, (laughs) I didn't. I I didn't. I didn't look at any of the work. I didn't know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then when Ryan called me, it was the same thing. <laughs> <laughs>
8: oh, but then when we got here and I was like the stuff he started sending me, I was like, oh fuck. I'm like, this is real shit. Like this is the big leagues. Yeah, Never like, so I, crazy. Yeah. And it was like literally the first thing you set up, I think it was uh Presley with the yellow heels. Then I was like, Oh fuck. I'm like, this is this is like more experience than i've ever shot with so i was like fuck okay and then after that it's just like i think we like on that first shoot we did a bunch of things like i i had an idea for a shot and you were setting it up before i told you what it was and i was like what (laughs) the fuck and it happened like multiple times and i was like damn this is really cohesive and then like i i knew it was like home when part of the lecture was like here's creative freedom like nev said that's such a rare thing and i was like always 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 like when i find the team and someone lets me have that creative freedom it's going to be fucking insane that's all i've ever wanted yeah it's like i don't want to i don't want to build a brand but yeah. like working with a team man <laughs> this shit is like fun
2: yeah that's that's the the best word to describe you man like you get excited when you get a great shot you 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 carry like a lot of enthusiasm what makes you kind of approach life and work it's not just work you're you're generally uh a happy guy
8: yeah i don't uh that's a that's a good question that's getting in deep <laughs> getting in that deep deep um i don't i just i think every day it's a blessing to be alive it's just you (laughs) you get to exist a blip in time really it's just like every day and spend it just with amazing people making amazing things it's like dude my life's i'm really fucking lucky man yeah and it's it's just you let go of being comfortable and you just start like going with things and it's like dude this is the most rewarding thing but just like life i think yeah yeah i don't know it's better yeah
2: i mean it's the first shoot right remember everyone came together uh when was that shoot the last shoot you guys did yeah almost everyone had and yeah. met each other for the first time, but the first time working together, uh, it was just a good energy, right? Like, there's a difference in brands when people approach things like it's work versus people who are, like, happy and enjoying doing the work, right? <laughs> and, and that yeah. ma- that, I, I love this, man. Like- that makes a huge difference and probably the most, uh, the most positive person... Uh, on team pilot boys (laughs) and team lasso he does this man just brings positive vibes everywhere Uh, always optimistic um, but always working not just the guy that's just happy (laughs) happy and telling you hey uh, uh, he's doing the work you know Shree tell me about your relationship with Partha because I think of everyone in the room you guys have known each other the longest I'll let you guys talk about each other's relationship.
0: Well, I was just going to say, too, I, one thing I like about our shoots is that we just have cameras everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's shooting shots. Oh, yeah. I like that everybody on the team has some sort of device in their hand recording the moment, whether it's a phone, yep. camera, or even just like the flash for somebody else that's shooting, sure. holding that at an angle. Like, for sure. It's, it's, it's crazy how many people are creating at once. I've never been a part of a group like that where everyone just yeah. like makes shit. Yeah, that's amazing. And everyone's unlimited with it. Like nobody's doubting themselves. Everyone's just like And it's
2: sh- sh- being encouraged. Yeah. It's being encouraged for
0: everyone to
2: be creative
1: and do what they want to do. It's Absolutely. very rare.
0: Scott, you were even saying on most sets it's not like that. No, One no. person tries to claim the whole the whole thing. And
5: everyone else has to be quiet and stay
0: out of the background. Yeah. But
5: You get everybody running through the process and helping and, and chipping in and everyone's filming, everyone's taking pictures, collaborate at later, put them all into a single folder so it makes it easier for Alex to make cool videos with everybody's cuts. It makes, you know, Nev's job easier with all the images, it makes Caleb's job easier, getting all the stuff for the website, it makes Brian's job easier for social. Everyone's got fun images in the boxes, everyone's taking pictures, taking video, just keeps it super creative. And usually it's not the case. It's just it just it really keeps the whole environment active and that's the thing, is creative and active. You gotta stay creative and active.
4: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And and adjust to any scenario and situation. The stress of having a shoot, organize everyone to be there, hoping they show up, and then everybody being in a good frame of mind during the shoot. Um That's hard to pull together.
4: (laughs) For sure. There's just a lot of uncertainty involved. Everybody's just got to be able to roll with the punches and just like understand, hey, we don't have this. We don't have that. You know, what can we use? You know, and just thinking quickly. I think our team is really happy with that and really good at that.
5: Especially like when you have a backdrop, that the, a paper backdrop that the wind wants to rip out of your hands every eight seconds and not keep static. You have to have three people hold the paper down so you can take a single picture. Yeah.
2: Everybody has to be willing. Everybody's uh, kind of got to be MacGyver, right? Mm-hmm. And it's great when everyone, no one is saying, oh, that's not my job. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: 100%. So I've known Shri just to jump back to his other point, since he was like five. We did a dance <laughs> together at a Indian event on stage in front of hundreds of people. No, we did a <laughs> dance. It was like a Bollywood dance. Like we had all the moves. Bruh. <laughs> we had bruh. to twist our hips and stuff. Remember bruh. that move? Where- I could never get it where you have to thrust your hip up to an angle. Bro, we just couldn't control our bodies at that time. (laughs) You know, like it just takes
4: time to like, just move your body, like figure it out. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah, I've known Partha since I can remember. I literally don't remember a time like where I didn't know yeah, you,
0: I feel the same way. Yeah, hundred yeah.
4: percent. And I've always just admired Partha. Like he's always been on a different frequency from every other person in our community. Where hey, they're just following the teachings and the and the thinking of other people compared to like what he did every single time was he thought for himself. I mean,
2: yeah, and I mean.
4: that took you in a completely different. Place, it made you lonely. It made you have to, you know, like figure out how to live with yourself and like work with yourself. But that's like, I always admired that. And so when the opportunity came to work together, it was like a no brainer for me, you know. And after getting involved with Lasso, it was like, You know, I only get involved with products that I really truly believe in and I truly believe that are making a difference. The crazy thing about the Lasso Socks is we literally have hundreds and hundreds of customer testimonials that are nuts. Like they're like life changing stories of people, and that's really what made me buy in, you know. And that that's what keeps me going every single day is is really that is just that man. When you see these stories of people that couldn't walk and and were in extreme pain, and now they can actually function, they can move. Like like Scott says all the time, movement is life. You know, if you can't move, you're you're dead. You know. So that's I truly believe that. And the- that's what old guys say.
5: That's what old guys say. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so that's that's really the energy for me you know and and that's what keeps me positive i'm just like i'm surrounded by the most unique people that i'm constantly learning from and that's ridiculous to me so you know i mean i gotta thank partha for that because he was really the one that curated and brought all these people together so that's it's just it's huge man it's it's exciting to be a part of this every day
0: man that was that was really nice Shree. That was really as 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 promised by B is your video positive of
5: the Bollywood dancer when you guys are yeah.
0: video Is there? That
2: that's I don't gonna know. That's that's gonna be the promo for the podcast. We're gonna go we're gonna go viral on TikTok.
6: I got you lost me at the point where you said we
2: did a Bollywood dance together. Everything else was <laughs> like the same. You just blacked out at Bollywood <laughs> dance. But, but you know, the thing about this this brand Scott, you consumer products is unique and then it's it's interesting when you really understand how important the feet are this is a question for you too partha but how much the entire world takes them for granted right like it, it, people will buy ex, expensive everything but be wearing $1 or 50 cent socks and your feet carry your your weight they carry your stress. They're a nerve center, but people just don't seem to uh, to get it. how How do you change that that narrative?
5: It's so it's so right there because you figure eighty percent of your body mass is above your calves, and your feet and ankles take the brunt of everything, every movement, every everything you do all day long, and so you you people will spend a ton of money on a shirt or a wallet that really does not help them other than look good versus helping them move better, be better, live longer, be healthier. All the things we, you should be worried about. And yeah, I mean, I think that for us, the narrative changes it. Um, really once you put them on your feet as a customer, you're going to never want to put anything else on. It's not snake oil. They actually feel so much better when you put them on. So it's really just getting them to try them, uh, Try them, best socks ever, best socks ever. And I think part of this moment and the shoot today is that, is we want to create an environment where people feel that this is, oh, it's actually fun to wear socks. You can have fun. I mean, socks can be can be awesome. Socks can be better. So- socks can make you better as a person. Mm-hmm. So that's the key thing. And once they're on, then we, we feel we got them sold yeah, because we know that they're going to love them. They feel great. They feel the benefits immediately. It's not something you got to put on and hey wear them for a week or two weeks or three weeks and you'll start to feel the benefits. No, it's the day you put them on. It's like crack. It's like crack.
0: It's like crack. Crack, crack (laughs) your feet.
2: No, this is not. It is not crack.
0: It is. But the socks are white. Yeah. Here,
2: here, here's the thing. Like, uh, I knew Partha. I didn't. I just knew it was a sock brand, Um, and then I. I went and got a pair of the socks and I put them on um, and I could walk farther. My, I would have heel pain. It didn't hurt anymore. Right. Um, I, a, a couple other people that went after we had them on the podcast owned them, ordered them, including uh, my, my cousin. And, and she's her ankle was sprained and she couldn't walk. Right. And, and she got the socks. She put them on and she's like, I can walk again. I'm like, what? It, it, it's like miraculous. Right. Um, and nobody thought about it. Why do you think that is?
0: Oh, I mean, I think people did think about it, but I think that where do you need? There's, it's always timing is more important than anything else you do. We're just at the time where this sector of healthcare is leaving the hospital sector. Reimbursements for it are dropping drastically and rapidly. And most clinics prefer to refer to Amazon, Walgreens, or CVS for these types of items and to solve these problems. And so that's an indication of a portion of healthcare that's turning consumer. And this is just the only time in history that branding it. Makes a difference in adoption, and we have the tools and the media to be a startup, but essentially run like pretty pretty damn close in quality to anyone else on the market. You know that's I think that's what it is. It's a timing thing.
2: And and Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Just be ready. Be ready. Uh, this is the this is the first time I've met you in person I feel like I know you through through multiple uh, standups and, same you know I know you, you sometimes these guys leave you out I just want you to know <laughs>
9: <laughs> to be honest I feel extra left in I think that I like I like <laughs> the joke I, I want to keep it going yeah I feel special yeah I feel special
2: uh, you have a a, a very very unique story, right? Uh, I, I'd say your feet have become even more important, and um, the, the brand running social media, understanding the brand, writing, because you're a writer by by trade, right? Trade and uh, hobby, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So writing for a brand, understanding the brand, and writing this story that these guys are are telling about the feet, um, you do a lot of that on social media, right?
9: For sure, yeah. I have more feet than I have hands. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> had to throw it out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, telling the story. The story was it was it was fairly set in place when I first started to. Uh, to speak upon that story is very easy. I, I, it's a, it's motivating. It's inspiring. It's, it's all right up my alley. I think so. Uh, as far as writing, it's, it's funny how I feel the same exact way though with how maybe Nev and Alex feel about shooting photos and video. Where I've, I've more or less been able to kind of say what I want and and kind of make my own voice out of it as well. And I have not been told not to yet. So. it's so i like it like so so it it all works out and and you know it i i enjoy doing it too so it and it's because it's just real it's honest so i'm a part of it all i mean i i do i run i i hike i do this and that i skate i i do all types of stuff that these socks like help me with everything i mean it's it's great so i'm not it's it's easy to it's easy to sell something that you truly believe in all day i mean it's it's easy so then
5: it's not selling
9: exactly yeah. yeah i'm just i'm just exactly i'm just i'm just being honest so it
5: just, it yeah
9: Believers. yeah you just
2: explaining it. yeah totally so oh man it's amazing caleb you Take it. uh
9: his name is doug
2: <laughs> dougie fresh uh you just love doing everything don't you man
6: oh definitely i'm uh I like to think I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades here at Lasso. Yeah. Um, came from very different spaces. and. <laughs> yeah.
2: How about uh, trades? Yeah. Why don't we call them trades? Yeah. <laughs>
6: trades. trades.
9: Trades
6: is good, actually. Trades. That's a sick name. That's cool. I like that. So there we go. Birth of another nickname here. So here at Lasso, you guys trades. are witnessing live. <laughs> Doug at
0: lassogear.com is now an active email address. <laughs> So please and send so all your fan mails.
6: Lil Shug at Lazargear.com. <laughs> what well, about Valid Viking? We're getting on that one. We're getting on that one. I
4: forgot what your was. <laughs> Valid Viking. Wait, is
0: I did. I did that while Caleb was doing what we were on the call to do.
2: <laughs> this is
6: true. This Girl, is true. I it
0: is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What What would you actually say you you do for somebody who were to ask you?
6: <laughs> I uh, push you pixels around on screens all day. <laughs> no, I, I I handle a lot of the the graphic design and what design for Lasso and um like for things today at the shoot. I just was kind of trying to to fill any gaps that were there, honestly, with, you know, Nev and Alex really taking lead with the shoot and really handling the creative and just kind of doing a little bit of a mind meld with them and picking up where, you know, there was gaps in anything and there was some downtime where we're setting up for the next shoot. Just, you know, it was really cool picking up with Bone Collector. He was challenging random people in the park to 1v1s and just picking up some, some you know, B-roll shots of those encounters was really cool, you know, while the main team was off getting the the next big set piece ready to go. That's why, you know, we've all kind of said here that Partha is really good being the leader of just kind of letting these things naturally take place and letting us all, ex you know, experience the, the creative uh, flow throughout the rest of the team. It's, it's really, I think, inspiring because there's obviously a lot of bosses out there that really... Push down on you, yeah, and it's really great. That's, working that's something with team.
2: that's culturally like definitely uh, pushed, and, and and part of the like putting together a team of people. How do you like? Do you when do you know? Okay, this is someone I need on my journey with me.
0: No, you guys have it pretty twisted. I look for <laughs> the least amount of work I could be doing <laughs> at any at any given time, and that for you guys is creative freedom. That, for me, is my ideal life. So, it's a good trade. (laughs) No, but... um, Valid. (laughs) Valid. Valid. (laughs) I I think it's just obvious. When people... You can tell between a craftsperson and a person who's doing a job to trade time for money. And I only want to work with craftspeople who want to build shit for the sake of what is built. And then everything else that society gets concerned about is just more about like finding happiness for yourself. you know I think the values in this group are spot on. That's what we hire around.
5: And I think leaders that push down on you lead out of fear of the, uh, for themselves, about being overtaken, overrun, whatever you want to call it they they aren't leading they aren't being a leader. they're being a boss and there's a huge difference. There really is a huge difference. And so I, th- I think it's critical for for everybody in the organization to uh, to to lead as a you know the way you'd like to be led, you know really drive the, the, the day, make sure you're doing what you need to be done, make sure other people are doing what they're doing, you know make sure you're filling in where you need to be filling in, and make sure you know we're getting things done. And and you know uh, you know five brains, ten brains are better than one brain. And hey, we forgot to to uh, take this shot. Let's get it real quick. Or hey, make sure. As we have a regroup, make sure the heels and the socks are right so we don't miss that <laughs> and see it in post and go, ah, oh, shit. How do we miss that in post? So, yeah, just, yeah. And then, Doug, you got to do more Photoshop work.
4: So and I also just want to add that like I think leaders create more leaders not followers and and you know Scott and Carter and Partha, I think do a really good job of relinquishing power and not holding on to it. It's kind of like you have the responsibility, take it and do it. You know, it's like that's like, that's kind of how they approach it. So, you know, as somebody that is working in that team, you don't feel restricted, you feel enabled to be like, "Okay, you know what? I have the power. It's on my shoulders. The team is depending on me. You know, let me get this done." you know, like kind of feeling that way. So I just want to say it's a cultural thing for sure. And I think Partha has done a really good job protecting culture at any cost. So I think that's like, that's very important.
0: That's cool. I just also want to say like, I think that's like, that's like the thing that's the dopest is like when someone shows up and they're like, yo, like I want to do this and I want to do it this way. Uh, Great, you know, because I wasn't thinking about it you know what i mean like that's so cool Vision. yeah yeah if you already have like a way you want to make it different or make it better like each of these shoots like i was just having an itch last night i was just like when we we weren't sure if the shoot would get rescheduled or not whatever or if things would get um difficult logistically but i was almost like excited for a problem to happen because i was like i'm itching for problems to solve you know and i like like being around people that are like that like every decision we make is like what's the most clever way we can like layer things and it's like each thing you do like like nev's talking about like the shots it's like okay like i can put him in dope apparel that's like the first cool thing i can do but then instead of putting him in a wall Put him on a basketball court that's another cool thing I can do now I'm gonna put like an old school car on it that's another cool thing I can do and then now I'm gonna put him in a sick pose now I'm gonna leave the car door open now I'm gonna shoot it with the fisheye lens now I'm gonna climb on a ladder for that shot that's like multiples of cool that that get created and I think you can do that with everything you can do it with social media you can do it with email you can do it with the, like every part of the business like that's what I do with the financial model and the fundraising and the DAC is like how much more clever can I be to show people how much better we are at this shit than everybody else you know what i mean
2: but it's also about understanding like personality types a lot of people think about job descriptions versus thinking about how do i put uh a person in the best position to succeed right um that's part of organizing a organizing a business right like if, if people are coming to work, sometimes, sometimes employees get a bad rap because they're doing what they're being told to do versus what they think should be done. And Very
5: true. Or being told what to do versus just giving them the, Hey, we need to solve this, come up with a creative way to solve it. And I think that's the better way uh, to drive all the stuff in the, in the brand, you know, it's give them the wings to spread versus try to dictate how it should be done i mean everyone's got different ways of doing things and and as long as we hit timelines and deadlines and all things we need to hit how we get there the journey is actually should be the fun part yeah i mean really that should be the fun part i mean i I have a i have a standing theory if you're not learning or having fun you shouldn't be there yeah go do something else go work at a bank Mm
0: -hmm. if it's if it's not (laughs) fun you shouldn't do it at all
2: if you're not happy doing what you're doing that's like the most miserable existence because that's what happens to so many people like you go to college you come out (laughs) you got bills to pay suddenly and you're making all kinds of compromises to pay the bills and once you get yourself into that that kind of mindset it ruins uh life for you right Ruins the experience.
5: Yeah, and I want to
0: add, a lot of people don't let themselves be happy. It's like something I encountered a lot more when I lived out east. With the cultures that people punish themselves all the time, they like don't let themselves go out and have fun. They don't let themselves hang out with their friends. They like Mm -hmm. do a lot of things to punish themselves. Y'all, Californians, maybe have it the opposite way a little too far. Like y'all are a little too (laughs) liberal, but (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah yeah but, uh, but yeah. it's nice to be around people who know how to have fun. I think it's yeah. that's what it is.
5: you all West coasters, yeah. you know how to have fun The <laughs> other beauty here this if you look at this group, it's a it's a pretty diverse group. I mean, different parts of the country we've grown up in, different parts of uh, uh, the time frame. Let me just counter that real quick. We got a bunch
0: of people from one part of San Diego, (laughs) and we got a bunch of people from one part of Ohio that share literally the exact same sub-region of India that their family's ancestry is in. And we got a dude from Denver.
2: And you forgot, and you forgot, and you forgot, you forgot, you forgot a couple though. We got we got a few people in Atlanta, right? Yep. yep. Um, yeah, yep. and uh, one in the Philippines, right? Oh yes. Yeah. And Global. Yeah, and, and, and we have people in Australia, and yes. uh, and and, the, and
5: our family's grown. We got people in Germany. We got people in Greece. The UK, we got our uh, Scott and the other Scott. I'm the Scott. The other Scott is in the UK.
3: We have, we have,
5: yes, we have people in Sweden now and Norway and in uh, Italy. So we're growing fast.
2: Yeah. And like the thing that people don't understand about brand, like I look in the room right now, every single person uh, has these socks on and wears them. Every day, wear every right? All day. I'd be stupid not to wear these socks every
9: day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For real? I have a drawer full of them. I'm like, oh, good.
6: I started wearing lasso socks and would go on walks in the evening. and I switched some of my old socks, and that was a big mistake. Yeah. I went on that walk, my feet hurt so bad. Switch back the lassos, no problems. That's crazy, man. Wait, yeah. why would you switch to your old socks? That was only because I didn't have enough. Now I do. It was right before wash day.
2: (laughs) That is that that's uh hilarious.
5: (laughs) 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 Uh, Let me drop the mic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
2: man so at this point everyone has been drinking the shoot went fantastic and uh, we've talked about the brand Um, what's happening next with with kind of kind of the brand there are a lot of challenges in this in this world people always see the glory but there's a lot of real challenges um, that this industry is facing, how do you kind of weather the storm and and, and keep keep on moving, stay moving?
5: Oh yes, hey. I always stay moving. I think that uh, the one thing is everybody sees the fun, and that's good. We want people to be you know see what we're doing is fun and want to be a part of it. But everybody in this room, in our extended family, in the Philippines, and in Atlanta, and in Dana Point right now, and in the UK. Uh, they all work hard. Everyone in this team works super hard to make it happen. Um, I enjoy these kind of events because we, you know, we're, because of current situation, we're working out of our house. So it's good to see everybody, other than through a computer screen or over your phone, and so we get together and have a, you know, the 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 bonding camaraderie moments where we can actually have it. But you know, that's good. So the labor is, you know, everybody's fired up and working hard. The other side of the equation, you know. Uh, the world's completely fucking nuts right now. (laughs) And we, you know, our challenge, it seems like, we have a new challenge every 30 days is what we kind of joke about internally. Okay, now what is it? Logistics, manpower, yarn, supply. What is it going to be next? And so I think we've been really good and diligent about doing our best to stay ahead of these or solve for each of these issues because they, they just keep popping up. And hopefully we, they stop popping up soon.
0: I used to think, I used to be like, man, like, am I just doing a shitty job here? Like, we have so many problems all the time. And then I realized, like, yeah, like, you know, most most boats have holes in them. You know what I mean? Like, yep. more people have way, pr- way more problems than us, and they're way worse like, our problems are, are not, like, we're, like, out of stock a lot. Like, that's a good problem. I'd yeah. rather be out of stock than be like, fuck, why is nobody buying this product? Why yeah. does nobody like it? Like, we don't have any of those problems. So, we're, we're re- really blessed. But it's, it's, like, you don't notice sometimes. Cause you get so trapped up in it. But I don't know. I'll just ooh, say ooh, one ooh, more ooh, thing, V, ooh. that when the road winds, I think a lot of people get impatient because they don't feel the yes. growth. And it's like sometimes you got to go horizontal before you go up. You got to change the way you're doing things. Like right now we're going through a whole like I'm being really anal with everybody about like finance and numbers and like tracking and, you know, data because it's important for what's next for us. And that was never an emphasis because we just weren't sophisticated enough to be able to handle thinking like that. But it's like now we can push ourselves and reach a new level with this and run this thing like. 10 times more effectively than we do with the same amount of manpower to lift up volume and lift up the things we're doing. And it just, it just comes down to like understanding our needs as we grow and finding great planning tools. But there's no, no restricting factor to us other than ourselves. Like people think about competitors a lot in the marketplace. Competitors are good. They get more people talking about an industry or a sector like competitors would be great for us because first of all, they would suck and they wouldn't be able to hold up a candle to us. But second, like, It would be nice to have like it'd be nice to have a kind of war in our category, like with the online mattress market, because that just boosts a bunch of attention and valuations and the whole sector. So like there's all sorts of benefits that can come from many things people fear. So until we get to that point, like we can just take the world by storm with like crazy content, the shoots that we're doing, like all of this stuff is just mind blowing. And we just have to keep doing it in our way. Like people will catch on
2: yeah that takes that takes a lot of pa- patience and you know uh when you switch your mindset and actually enjoy problems it's not masques, but it's like problems that come up when you when you sort through problems it's it's one of the best feelings uh that you have i i actually think problems are good so long as they're not impacting your mental health you know um it, it, And it's success is a battle of attrition. Who can put up with the most bullshit, weather the storm, (laughs) and and keep going, right? Yeah. And I'm going
5: to pass it to Shree. And maybe it's not even calling problems, they're just challenges. Hey, life's full of challenges. Businesses are full of challenges. It's really how you, you approach them, solve them, and learn from them. And that's, I mean, really, that's all you can ask for. Hey, we did it. We hit it. We hit the wall. How do we get over the wall? What do we use to get over the wall. Let's remember that. So next time we get a wall, we know how to get over it quickly, and or around it, or however we want to, you know, get or get through it. We just send Carter through it. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. I, wanna, I mean, Navy SEALs look more like a ragtag group than they do uniform. You know, companies that look the same often are mentally limited. The people that are the most mentally maximum are all people who were outliers their whole their whole lives. Like that's why. The SEALs look how they do, you know?
4: Absolutely. Um, one thing I just wanted to add is, is just from a, like an efficiency perspective, I think problems are great, first of all. I think the biggest way to solve problems is just by communication. That's something that we focused on once we've set up like systems thinking. The next piece is we've just seen big, big improvements in efficiency just from increased communication. So, you know, one of the challenges of COVID has just been, you know, having a distributed team and not having a central place where everybody's working out of every single day, you know, which changes the di- the dynamic of the team. So, you know, getting our daily stand in and being able to connect every single day in the morning or just daily just being able to connect as a team share energy talk about what we're going on that has been huge and we've seen like improvement from that as well
5: 100 percent. i think that's it's critical one of the best things we did was partha said hey i'm going to set up a uh, google meets that lasts all day Now, I get annoyed by it because I get a notification that I haven't been able to figure out to turn off every morning at 7 (laughs) a.m., and I'm, like, right in the middle of something else, and I go, damn thing I try to to check my phone. I can't turn it off, but all day long we have this Google Meet where anyone can drop in and kind of hang out, and the fun thing is, you know, we'll do a text with a small group and say, hey, we got to go for something. Let's all jump in the Google Meet, and we all jump in the the, the office simulator, we call it, and hang out and go through a conversation. We've even used it for – we were in Vegas – uh, for a a, a, four, a three car uh, video shoot, and we jumped into the office simulator in Google Meets to communicate from car to car, which is amazing. Like real, like real pilots. Yeah, instead Over. instead of having a you know walkie talkies or using our phones to rack, we were actually really? communicating through our Google uh, Meets, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But Over. that way, everyone can get in and and see what's going on and. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, Anthony is one of our guys out on the East coast and we'll get on a call for an hour and we'll just actually be working and not saying each other for about 10, 15 minutes, but we're on the you know, screen together. So we're, it's like we're in the same room and just little things like that just helps the sanity. Cause I think that's the big thing is the I have, sanity.
9: I have done that with a few people as well. I think it's fun. Yeah, I think it's pretty too. funny. Why does it work? it's yeah i love it or, or all of a sudden you just sometimes i'll just check it and if i see people in there i'm like oh they're having a meeting that's just fun i feel like i should just pop in and i'm like ah, who knows how it you is you can whatever. always pop in. yeah yeah like what up guys and just exit unless it's yeah just pop it yeah kramer i don't yeah. yeah
0: if i i think if someone wanted a private meeting they would do a private meeting Yeah, that's like being in the center conference table of the office where people walk by totally yeah
9: well that's why the office sim is like the best uh like the best if you do work in an office it's like the best office to be in you're like oh shit this this is like oh we got the good office today for this meeting and you're in the good one and you're just (laughs) there and yeah (laughs) that's right so that's what it's 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 sick it's a good idea (laughs)
2: um and i think that's that is a big part of it i think everybody in this room is comfortable uh expressing themselves and saying uh what they need to say um and i think that that's a big part of of communication right like not fearing how people are going to feel about about what you say or if if it's going to lead to problems just having open communication like that
6: Yeah, I just wanted to kind of like circle back a little bit to V, what you're saying about how do we grow from here? What What's the challenges that lie ahead? And I think, you know, the world's very different in building a brand right now. And a lot of what we've done as a team is figured out what are internal challenges that we're seeing that we can do better on to fix those internal problems. And what are things that are completely out of our control? Because there's, there's a lot of different things with globally, just the supply chain, you know, failure that is happening, not just for small brands like us, but you know, the largest brands on the planet, we're all experiencing issues that are unprecedented. And just being able to recognize what things that um, exist within that, that we, we have to kind of give up, we still hold each other accountable internally, and we hold our partners accountable too as well you know any of our manufacturers we're we're always pressing on them to make sure that you know that there's not that lack of communication there's always answers um, about you know updates hey we understand that things are being delayed when is the next expected deadline for this because we're always going to be pushing forward and I think that's the main thing is that this pandemic has taught us is that if we just keel over dead and say there's nothing we can do then you're going to fail. The brands of this, that have succeeded during this time and pushing forward are the ones that are proactive in that. And I think that Lasso is a perfect example of one of those proactive brands where we're not going to give up. We're going to continue to push for those answers, continue to push forward, even though there may be things that are out of our control.
0: True that. Yeah, well said. It's going to be nice to have, Closer quarters next year geographically. Pot up a little bit.
9: I'm gonna teach Partha how to skateboard. I'm so gonna
0: learn how to skateboard. That'll be an episode. Yeah. That'll be an on the move. Oh, that'll be an on, that'll on be an on the move. move. Maybe we'll several on the moves. It. I'll be a guest again. Yeah, a skateboard all, uh, piece. I'll be sweet. here. I'll
9: be I'll be sure to talk about that.
2: I think we should just do random skateboard videos with Brian sk- skateboarding. I think I, th- I think we and should. Lasso hey, let's go.
9: I'll hit I'll hit some curbs I, I shed some blood when we, <laughs> when i hit a rock I that one day. i shed blood
2: for this brand
9: <laughs> just rolling down nothing and just hitting a rock and just dying when we just and then, and then still switched my shoes and pretended to run <laughs> <laughs>
6: these
5: guys were we were all at the lasso lab and they grabbed some stuff and they said hey we're going to run out and do a couple of quick shots came back bloody and beaten from the crashing. So you know, an hour thing, later, we just
0: decided to play football in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Half yeah. of us are bleeding. <laughs> Everyone's limping back. And
5: every one of us <laughs> needed a jacuzzi. Even
2: today, we were <laughs> what were we thinking trying to play Bone Collector 101? <laughs> Damn.
5: V talked more
0: trash than I've heard anyone ever talk <laughs> to this man. I mean, he was just like really going in. And then right when they started playing, V's He's like he says one thing back to me He's like, Come on, man, you're not moving with me. And B's <laughs> like, I'm playing the over forty version of basketball. Bone collector's also over forty.
4: Bro. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. If I
2: if I was making money playing basketball, I would be I would be on. I would be on
5: I am, I am too. <laughs>
0: That's, that's amazing. So did you play I Tell played him one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. V and I did equivalent, I think. Yeah. And we both lost five to two. Yeah. And then he said, I don't play defense till four. And I was like, I do, on myself. <laughs>
2: and you were like, he said he doesn't play defense till four. Just drive to the basket. I was like, I don't think you understand what that
4: requires. <laughs> <laughs> See, V wasn't just playing defense. He was playing V-fence. So I'm just going to leave you with that thought. V-fence oh, has hey, a lot hey, of nearly I rolled ankles. Hey, I, I know a lot
2: of basketball players who who can't say that they stole the ball from Bone Collector. So I did something yeah. good today. Yeah. It was pride. Pride got me somewhere. I don't know. devil. <laughs> i used to be good i'm not good anymore i used to be good so b but,
0: and i played one-on-one yeah you guys can guess how that went
2: <laughs>
0: i'm talking my this, shit about right this
2: this guy this guy this guy gets a whole nba training session and from an nba trainer suddenly i'm looking i'm like this is like a a a taught shot that partha's shooting right now a what a taut shot like your form you oh, could tell you've had t-a-u-t yeah
0: okay got it got it got it, it yeah seven, seven, I, eight, heard eight, eight, I heard something else I heard, okay. I heard, taught, shot, taught, taut, taut 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 yeah taut, yeah. yeah yeah i you was know,
2: like you've got great form
0: thank you but, thank you uh, i have worked with the trainer just like you worked with a football trainer to beat me a man a football coach actually one of
2: the best coaches. i was good at madden before i knew zach
0: you got better at Madden. I after did. Knowing I got that. better at, at Madden yes after knowing a lot of football. <laughs> so uh, this was my my revenge. revenge on that. Revenge. Yeah, I can train at shit too.
2: But we did have a good game. The scoreline didn't show because I can't make a shot. We for, miss a lot of shots. Yeah, I can't yeah. Make a it was shot an abysmal
0: game. Yeah. There's nothing about that that was admirable. Effort. The effort was admirable. The effort. The effort. Yeah.
2: The effort meanwhile you uh bone collector is really really good at basketball
0: he is. he got so much better from the last time i I was talking to him he's like he goes yo he's like so um i've gotten a lot better since like the last time you saw me play he's like i've really me? yeah <laughs> he was already good <laughs> no but, like i i be, i was a better shooter than him last time so like he was just pure street ball but he's been training to play Big Three, and he's got, he said he was going to go play Europe or something. Oh, wow. So yeah. he's like actually like a pro athlete now. We, we,
2: in his no, 40s. In his 40s. But the thing is, like, we have a, a mutual friend who uh, did the and one basketball tour. Some people know, know about this. And he told me when I said, Do you know awesome. a guy named Bone Collector? And he was like, Of course I know Bone Collector. He's like, of all the basketball players that I've seen, he's the best scorer I've seen ever. In street ball, everyone, he can score on anyone. And so for him to say he got better from there at 40, I'm like, what is going on?
9: Shout out, Bone Collector. Yeah. And, and one, but also Bone Collector, he did. He, he was on fire today. Yeah. He was just looking good. Everything that he was doing was perfect. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. He brought
2: great energy. He was enjoying yeah. himself.
9: It could have all been first take if, if we wanted it to be, but the we just we were like, hey, it was too easy first try, so let's just do it again. He yeah, was yeah. he was just nailing it, yeah. So yeah,
0: uh, we also recreated a sick photo, a legendary photo of D Wade and LeBron. Oh, it was a, a very specific alleyoop that I'm about to just pass around that image, but I mean, he was so on point. It was crazy. Every move, every dribble, every step. it It was nuts. And then all the people he picked up playing one-on-one with were just, like, so freaking, like, happy. The way he, like, communicated with them. He did one. I remember he tossed the ball off on the guy's heads. He did that to V2, by the way. (laughs) I have it on video. Um, But (laughs) the video can be posted on the Pilot Boys uh, social media if we cross a thousand followers. (laughs) So, share, please. Um, But he threw it off this guy's head. Then he goes, hey, are you all right? Like, you good? before he crossed them again and then scored (laughs) but it was like it was cool that he's like he cares about the people playing him having a good kind of quality bone collector experience getting a couple points on him he like likes to let people feel that way
2: yeah he just loves the game of basketball and it shows right like he loves everything about it he loves being a showman he loves uh being great Uh, (laughs) um and he brings great energy to the brand. He enjoys working with you guys. Uh, this is the second time you guys have worked with him. Um, and that's always great when you're working with, with someone who actually uh, wants to work and promote your brand as well.
5: Yeah, I, and I think that energy is contagious. And I think he, uh, oh, yes. Oh, I, I love that with Curtis. He was doing it with Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: So, so lit. lit.
5: Yeah, energy is creative yeah. so everybody wants to be around energy because they want they yeah. want they want that same energy and i think he brings it and i think today it was just that the everyone was just fired up and wanted to make something kick ass and fun and interesting and different and and energetic and i think we pulled you know a, i don't want to say a rabbit out of a out of a hat but we we for just buzzing around a few you know key locations in l.a uh, we did a. We got a lot done. We got a lot of ground covered, and some very, very different content and a lot of cool stuff.
4: Absolutely, and just to kind of you know talk about that energy piece. When you're around hardworking but also humble, genuine people, it's like. It, it's automatically fun. It's, it doesn't seem like work, you know. So then everybody's moving and adapting to each other in real time. But again, there's no ego involved with the creative aspect of it. So I think that's huge because typically, you know, you know the, the ego gets in the way as far as, you know, these creative things. But everybody, you know, had a vantage point. Everybody had a perspective. We were all capturing some pretty awesome content that uh, it's going to be pretty fun to uh, look at later. So
0: yeah totally agreed. well, on that note, I think we're coming to the close of this episode of the uh oh, what are we gonna call this the lasso special yeah <laughs> get it from uh from the show the lasso special <laughs> I got it, yeah, less laughs than I hoped um cool now, on that note, wrap this thing up v
2: so <laughs> as always, stay moving and be you. You fly.